What's going on, guys? Welcome to Looking Ahead to Beto Days. I am Chris. And I'm Ryan. And we're super fucking bummed. <laughs> there's there's no good There's no other way, way to say it. Disappointed. Like, disappointed. It's it's really heartbreaking. In fact, um, we are... Well, okay, let, let's start. When, where'd you find out? How'd you find out? I was fucking driving. Mm-hmm. I, um, because I, I had to go do something and I got in my car and I was driving. I'm listening to CNN. Yeah. As I do, I'll flip through whatever here and there. Yeah, yeah. But when I flipped it back to CNN, they were talking about all of the Beto signs. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Think about that's great. Look at all the presents they've got. And then the next thing out of their mouth was, hey, yeah, it's just too bad he dropped out. And I was like, bullshit 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 mm-hmm. bullshit and then i called ryan and i was like we were like what the fuck do we do <laughs> yeah 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 and i was yeah because i he was there he's in iowa I'm, he's I in, iowa in iowa right now I, I i came down for the liberty and justice celebration uh yeah we were out there doing our thing all this morning i was recording stuff for the podcast i got an interview uh with uh, somebody who worked, we're going to put on the podcast later to, later you know, just got finished with that interview. The staff said to, because they broke us up from the, uh, we were out there doing our cheering, and staff broke us up and said, okay, meet back down at the base, you know, at the base camp at 4.30. Went did my interview with Charlie, went down to base camp, and was just kind of hanging out. And a Washington Post reporter walked up to me asking for a reaction to Beto dropping out. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's how I found out. That's so Washington fucking Post terrible. Reporter. And oh man, it, the the scene down there was, I mean, a lot of cr- uh, lot of tears, and of course, anybody who was showing even just a little bit of tears had a camera pointed right at them. So like half the people were crying, other half people were, like blocking cameras to keep people from uh, doing their thing. So yeah, fucking vultures, man. Like yeah. for real. Like I get, I get. I that, ended up like, doing like four TV interviews <laughs> on that out there. It, uh, <sighs> Did when it you know how it it says under your name? Oh shit! I just hit my my table. That's what that noise was. Remember, no, guys. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> podcast. Um, so when you were when you were it, like your name pops up on the screen and it's like Ryan Holiday, and then under it under your name it says like something like it tells what you are. Did yours say "Looking ahead to better days"? No, because that didn't. would have been some great no, I think, press. I, think, I, I wish it did. Unfortunately, I think it was more like. I got two words, which was "I'm disappointed," which basically sums it up. I mean, exactly. I and I was telling somebody this earlier. I know a lot of people are sad, and I know a lot of people are legitimately upset about this. And you know, to me, I look at it this way. Maybe I'm just wired differently because I didn't get sad. I didn't get upset. I didn't get angry. I was disappointed because the result wasn't what I wanted. But at the end of the day, you know we did good work and we did work that mattered and we did work that made a difference and we made a difference and we can't say we didn't make a difference we did 100 percent made a difference and like i can't be sad about that you know that's not something i could be sad about what what we accomplished so yeah i mean yeah no 100 percent, dude i i was talking i'm not sad i'm just disappointed in the results 
I was talking to a, 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 a guy that we've met through the Beto universe whose name is Walker, who I think listens to the to the show, so shout out to Walker. And we were like, we can be proud of what we did. Like we've done so much. Like we've all come out of our comfort zones. I'm like we made this mm-hmm. podcast. Exactly. Um, I've gotten signatures. It it got me off my ass. I mean I'm and, I'm here in a house with about fifteen Beto supporters here and I mean just talk going around the room and talking to people like, you know, I'm a germaphobe and I opened up my house to let other people come in so I could host events or, you know, I'm an introvert and suddenly I'm making phone calls or uh, someone I flew down here first, first time she's been on a plane and flew in 20 years. First time, you know, cause she has a special needs child who takes a lot of care and she, you know, was able to come away for this, you know, people put in some real, you know, blood, sweat and tears into this campaign. And you know, absolutely. And that's kind of what we're doing. Go ahead. I said, but we did it because we believed in it. And I think absolutely in part to remember of all this is that, you know, and and we we still believe in it and that's the best thing like me and ryan like i called him we came up with the statement we were going to put out because we had to put out something and then Mm -hmm. we were like i and i the first thing i think i said to him after that was like i want to keep doing this we've got to keep doing we've got to yeah we've already been um you know just the folks here have been brainstorming different things we can get involved in i mean you know (sighs) He, he gave us the path. Like yeah. I, I said this earlier on Twitter, um, basically he gave us the path and it sounds, it, it, it feels like somebody just shut the lights off on us, but we're, our eyes are going to adjust and we can light that room back up. Yeah. There's no reason not to, I mean, think about all, that's the one thing that's nice about a grassroots campaign is that this is all people for, you know, all people. So there've been a lot of, personal connections made a lot of people even if it's you know online or on twitter or whatever there's a lot of personal connections that have been made those remain (laughs) absolutely like you know that was one of the big things i was seeing in the dms was like nobody leave we've got to stay here we still have a job to do yeah all of us have to have to we have so much work to do we've only just begun exactly i mean and yeah i see people asking well who are you going to support for president it's like you know it's not even about that anymore I, I, you're asking me to pick a candidate. I mean, I'm not going to. <laughs> exactly, that's where I'm it's at. Not, I can't. It's not. It's not even that. It's like, it's too. It's not even that. It's too early. It's that Beto was such a unique candidate that, you know, saying I'm going to support somebody else just wouldn't be the same. Yeah. I can't imagine going out and volunteering for anybody else. Like, I thought yeah. about this earlier. I could go yeah. and be like, like, hand out pamphlets and stuff. And the person be like, oh, so tell me what you like about uh, about Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> oh, she seems all right. She had a good she's debate. A, right. And she's not Beto O'Rourke, but, you know, and that's not, not a slight to Amy. I don't take it in any way, shape or form like that. But, you know, my whole life became this. My yeah. family got involved. You know, my kid is the Beto baby. Like he's he was the OG Beto baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like it's it's ingrained. Like people know who my kid is. Um, right. And uh, you know, we all are in each other's lives, and it's it's a it's not like anything I've ever been a part of. I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, we were talking to some of the Iowa staff up here. Like, you know, they say, you know, we've been doing, you know, we've volunteered or worked for other staff campaigns. Nobody has the kind of supporters who are going to fly in from all over the country on their own dime. You know, maybe the campaign might bust some people in, but nobody's going to do it like this. 
you know never it, it'll never happen again Beto exactly. that's what and that's what Beto brings out and that's and that's what's been made me so enamored with mm. this campaign and it's what right. has has led us I mean to each other yep I, I have nothing but love in my heart for every single one of you guys. It's fucking fantastic. Well, it's that's just... why we say we got to stick together after all this. I mean, what we built was just too beautiful to let it just fade away. Exactly. You know, we, we can't. We really can't. So, you know, take the principle. You know, we get enamored with Beto as the man, but really it's the principle like it's the principles it's the idea of the thing it's 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 better the idea yeah that's the thing it's not it never and now you should say this we aren't really enamored because we recognize that yeah he's a good man he's a good person he does all those things but the ideals and principles that he supports are what really pushes it 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 became so much more than about him it's yeah it's not about him you know it's it's about what he stood for that's what we need to continue to stand for and continue to fight for exactly bedoism it's, exactly. it's Bedouism. It's, it's what it is. It's Bedouism, um, and it, it's an idea that everybody can buy into. It yeah. doesn't matter who you are. It encompasses all of us, exactly. and we can all enact change. And he's not done, and he's going to need us again because mm-hmm. there's still gun violence. There's still Im- uh, problems with uh, immigrants being locked in cages, mm-hmm. and he's going to need us to show out. When the government is doing things, it shouldn't, exactly. and he's going to lead. He, I mean, he, he he's still going to lead. He's going to do yeah. something, and even even if it's to run in some or be in somebody's cabinet or run as a running mate, which I've got. I mean, like I have my th- my own theories on that. Well, I'm let's go into that. Well, there. I mean, <laughs> let's talk about that. Is one. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, you know, the big there there has I have heard rumblings that there has been. Uh, some talk between Beto and Kamala. Uh, I'd I'd be about that. Yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to. Although I will have to say that Kamala's currently having issues with her own uh, uh, campaign. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, I don't know if you saw she just got finished firing like seventy five percent of her staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, think about it this way, right? Mm-hmm. If you were a candidate for president and you know that. Beto supporters are all heart and they're not just going to go to anybody and you want to get all of that because, you know, polls are one thing, but he's got a fuck ton of, of supporters. Mm-hmm. I mean, my. Well, yeah, he, he just shot to the top of everybody's VP trip uh, right now. I mean, he's he left the race in early enough that he still has incredibly high favorables. Yep. He still has solid support in Texas. Now, I keep I've always said this, that. You know, just putting him on the ticket doesn't deliver Texas. You still are going to have to fight for Texas, and it's still going to take you know the campaign investing in it. But he's a good start. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. He's not a shoe in, but he's a start. I mean, if you if you're the '96 Bulls, you're not going to bench Michael Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. And it's a it, you know the harris thing has i think that that has a lot of weight to it because that and or biden biden also is a you know another thought i guess if you wanted to think about potential running mates that you know could be attracted to them i don't i my my issue with biden is i think they're honestly they'll go for, away from you know your standard white man it just it, that, that i see that i, I see being a thing i don't know i don't, and that and that i mean it's that's the thing, though. If if you think that works against you, we'll see. I, I don't know that if it does or doesn't really. Yeah, I, think- I mean, it might not. I'm just saying, like I I yeah. I had heard that in 
the 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 universe, yeah, the Twitterverse, if you will, as a as a thing. Um, I heard, you know, I read the same thing about Bernie. Exactly. So you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And then you know, frankly, you know, there's a lot of other things to care about instead. Uh, you know, absolutely. My, my my head's currently at like you know, maybe we need to start really thinking more about fixing. You know, but one of Beto's big camp, big themes was fixing our democracy. Maybe that's really what we should start focusing on is, you know, voter suppression issues. Uh, what Stacey Abrams' group, um, Fair Fight, uh, that's a that's a good organization that maybe we could start doing stuff with. Uh, Absolutely, Beto supporters would be great at that. Um, yep. I'll give you an example. Um, I had texted Marcel um, last night, and I was like, I said, hey. Um, is there anything we can do to help you? We know you have your election mm-hmm. on Tuesday. What can I do? And he texted me today. He's like, we need people to make calls. And I said, I'm on it. First thing I did was I dropped it in a Beto DM. Mm-hmm. And Brenda Jurgens picked it up and was like, I'm on it. And I know Brenda crushed that. And I know she got yeah. a bunch of people on it because Beto supporters are looking. They're good people. Yeah, and we, we are stuff. hard workers. We are the hardest. I guarantee you, we're the hardest working um, volunteers mm-hmm. in politics. Mm-hmm. I've seen one Pete supporter at any event, and it's been the same one. She's a nice lady. She's she's wonderful. Um, but every event I've ever been at, there's more. There's multiple better supporters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just plain and simple. That's how it is. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, that we'll 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 see what happens. Um, there's lots of things, you know. Fair fight. There's another organization we were talking about, uh, Represent Us, which uh, they go around. They work with state legislatures to pass um, anti-corruption measures, you know, campaign financing, anti-gerrymandering measures, things like that. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> like the fight isn't over. So we just need to kind of fi- figure out what we what the next step is. No, absolutely, absolutely. We just we got to as a as a group, we got to come together yeah. and say, all right, this is, this and we got to stick together. That's the that's the big thing. You know, there's gonna be a there's gonna be a lot of people trying to pull us away and you know come do this to come do this. They, no, we really need to kind of we got to stick together. Yeah, you and you've seen some of that, and you've seen mm-hmm. some of the peripherals uh, yeah. fall off, which is which is fine. Like it, that's that's your prerogative, but I think you're going to see a lot of the the core of us. Like we we're really ingrained because we're a really tight knit family, and like mm-hmm. everybody checks in on everybody. And uh, in the email I showed you, so we're working on some stuff at this at the time of this recording. We don't know where we're at, so I'm not going to say anything as of yet. But I had talked to um, somebody in the Beto community, and when I talked to him, they said, I, you guys were the first guys we thought of, that I thought of, because mm-hmm. you guys worked really, really hard at this, and mm-hmm. we fucking have, but, <laughs> like, we all thought about each other. Yeah, that's the thing, you know. It's a, dude, I am so proud of all of us, and just how much love there is in this campaign. It, it and is, has us. been amazing. I mean, just the quality of people that uh, you've interacted with out here. It's just, it's amazing. It, it really is. And, and and it's not only that, but also to be feel like I'm included in that too. Like that's just kind of humbling almost, you know? Right. Like um, uh, Katrina, who um, is the queen of ballot petitions, anybody who can get her, she's wonderful. Um, 
I I adore Katrina. Mm-hmm. Um, she talked to Beto, and he had talked about the people who got ballot petitions in Virginia, and he called us the the heroes of of Virginia. Mm-hmm. Like he thinks about like we are all one. Like at, when I've seen him, because I've met him three different times. And like I know we, you know Kevin, five degrees of separation of Kevin Bacon. Like I know a couple people away from him. Yeah. Um, like so we're all in kind of contact, and he. It's just like he was one of the people. He's just one of the guys hanging out. Like it was all of us. It's it was never just him. Mm-hmm. He was like our voice. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Hundred um, percent. And that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So what? Beto is a man. Betoism. Yeah. So what do you think about the timing of all this and like the, the, the announcement itself? I find it kind of sketch. So you guys don't know, um, and I'm going to throw it out there now. Um, I received a, te- a fake text mm-hmm. message this week of somebody claiming to be Beto that mm-hmm. um, it name dropped my son, knew I was in Virginia, wanted it's like all this crazy stuff. Whatever. To I'm your not per, give, to your personal cell phone. To that, my personal cell phone. That that which, isn't given out. <laughs> that isn't out fucking anywhere. Because I have stuff for the podcast. Um I mean, yeah, he all that other information would have been something from our Twitter or my Twitter. But we passed that up, and it was it got sent to the to the FBI mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. And you know, I don't know, man. They were they they started going after volunteers because, and I'm not gonna name people, but we weren't we. There were four of us who received them, mm-hmm. and that's that's scary. So I mean, the timing is weird, especially with a lot of the stuff they were doing. I'm not gonna conspiracy theory this out um, yeah, too much and give I, too much it, credence to anything. It, it it's uh, it's just devastating anytime it, it could have been anytime yeah I, i've definitely heard the speculation about potential security threats um yeah i mean you know i think that's one of those things where you know or maybe threats towards his family or something you know i think there's a certain amount to be expected of that and so yeah. you're kind of inoculated against some of that um but i do think that there becomes a threshold where it's just not worth it anymore Oh, absolutely. I, I don't absolutely. think I t- told you this, but there was a uh, back at the um, at the rally against fear in Dallas. Uh, afterwards, he get, Beto gave a little speech to all the thing, all of the supporters, and he kind of he dropped a little line there that a lot of people picked up, and I just kind of dismissed because I was like, you guys might be reading too much into it. But he kind of said, you know, kind of hinted at no matter how much longer this lasts, you know, be it a couple of days, weeks, months, years, whatever. And a lot of people kind of picked up on like, what do you mean a couple of days or weeks? And I, personally, I think he kind of had a threshold in his mind where, you know, this is taking this toll on my family. Uh, I'm not seeing the results that I expect, which, you know, however you gauge those results, um, the fundraising's not coming in, you know, being a big key part of it. And faced with the decision of laying off half his staff or, you know, just go ahead and finishing, I, you know, you just hit that threshold, right? You know what? This is the threshold. If the threshold is I'm going to have to start laying off staff and go to a, you know, really tight campaign, then that's not worth it anymore. You know, so I think something like that may have happened uh, where, you know, you sp- and then in that scenario, you sprint to the finish. 
you know, you, you, you campaign, you keep campaigning, you campaign hard, 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 you're harder, just, you know, so you just leave it all on the table. So that's why he picked up all his events and did a whole bunch of events this week. Just, you know, leave it all out there. Don't, 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 you know, don't leave it all on the table. Yeah. And don't, you know what? Yeah. Every fucking one of us has, I can, exactly. I can, we can attest to that. And you know, I get, I get that, you know, so, I, when I got that I text know. message and I passed, I just happened to have a staffer staying with me because I was mm-hmm. housing one of the staffers when we were doing ballot yeah. petitions and got that text message and it, it, it name dropped my kid. Like whether I use it on Twitter or not, that's okay for me to do. But don't do shit like that. Don't try to scare me. No, I agree. I, agree. I would. Uh, I. I would attack the gates of hell with a fucking slingshot for my kid. You don't fuck with my kid. Let me make that very clear. Um. So. It is what it is. Whatever. Yeah. Um. But uh. So talk talk about look. You've you've mentioned that you were at this house. Like, did you have anybody around you? Can you shout for somebody? Uh, let's get some other people involved. Fuck it, man. Let's let's like Donna. Come here. All right. Hi, hi, Donna. Are you? Are she, you gonna, she's not here yet. Not here yet. I'm, she's walking over. Have a, oh, okay. No, I got headphones. I have to hand her the headphones. Hold on one second. <laughs> Hi. Hi. What's up? Hey, Donna. <laughs> hey. How are you? I, I'm good. This is yeah. this is Chris. Um, I, I know it's weird to not read the words that I say, yeah. but uh, we we wanted to like touch touch base with everybody over there. How's it How's it going? Oh well, we're working through the various levels of grief, and yeah. everybody has their different methods. So it's quite interesting. Uh, watching the room but you know we're coming back up and some of us are getting organized and 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 others are just maybe a step behind they're still working through their uh loss yesterday and uh but we're all going to be back up on our feet and move as a unit and uh refocus and one of my ideas is uh, to get behind a couple organizations one called fair fight which is stacy abrams uh, voter suppression organization and the other one is represent us and that organization is uh, all about getting dark money out of politics and it's it's all of them are nonpartisan so uh, anybody can belong Republican independent or Democrat so that's that's those are my two ideas I'm trying to give people hope that there is a future for our group and so that's sort of what I've been doing all day. Yeah, that's that's perfect. That's fantastic. That's what me and me and Ryan were just talking about. That now we need to, like, we we have this huge movement um, of people that we can put to a lot of really good. Like, we could do a lot of good. Like, exactly. do volunteers and supporters are the hardest working people on the fucking planet, man. <laughs> well, we have the most passion. Let's just say that. Absolutely. Um, we, there's definitely a lot of heart here. Um, it, so, like, we would talked about, like, getting it behind something else. We actually had mentioned Fair Fight and Represent Us. So that's three different people who've said it. So we're going to tag them later for their publicity, which is awesome because those are um, – both of them are fantastic. Photo right. suppression was – something that really shouldn't exist anymore but it does so exactly. we got to do something about it right that's that's fantastic fix, yeah we have to fix democracy before we can really 
uh, make the change that Beto has started here. So uh, we need to go back to the state levels and the state legislature and the governor's seats and uh, work bottom up. Uh, Absolutely. And, and counter what the Republicans had have done over the last 30 years. Well, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Ab absolutely. Um, we got to like down ticket uh, ballots. We've got to be working at that too. We've got a, a lot of big elections on Tuesday. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, thank you. Thank you for popping on. Um, You're so welcome. Thanks for being here. Passing the headphones off to the next one. All right, let's go. And that was uh, Donna Compton. Let me uh, see if I can grab it. Yeah, let's grab some more people. Just yeah. just keep pulling people. This is going to be L, also AKA Big Salad Knife. Oh, awesome. Let me get her over here. Have a seat. Yeah. Okay, what am I doing? Put the headphones on, say hi to Chris. Hi. Hey, what's going on? Uh, not a whole lot. Just, um, I'm in Iowa and I'm about to leave for Kansas city. Awesome. Wait, which one? Uh, Missouri. I think, awesome. I think that's where my hotel is booked. Cool. 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 So how's it going? We're, we're kind of like pulling everybody on and, and getting how everybody's feeling. And I, I know, if, um, Donna has mentioned, um, you know, what we're going to do next. Where are you at? I am uh, as committed as I've ever been um, to this uh, fight, because I see it as a fucking fight. And um, I, the, the thing I've been talking to with other people in, in the house about is that this has never really been about Beto. It's about um, Beto. Beto has been a vehicle, right? And and like he speaks for me, um, and he speaks for so many people who have just not had a voice before, and that's what like was so disappointing about this is, is that our voices got got just dis uh, disregarded or just mocked, and like every time Beto got tore down. Um, or, or, or just ignored. I, I took it personally because it was it wasn't about Beto. It was about me because Beto was uh, he was representing my voice, right? He heard my voice and, and, and tried to reflect that in his message. And, and so that's that's where I'm at right now. I, I don't see this as over. Oh, absolutely not. And again, me and me and Ryan were just saying that same thing. And like, because it's it's not a, it wasn't about Beto. Beto was really kind of like our bullhorn. He amplified all of us mm -hmm. um, from where we were nationwide. Um, and it's it's like a movement. And I dubbed it Betoism. I want that to stick because it, it sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. But like the whole the whole movement behind him and what he's brought out of it. Like, I. I started a podcast out of my in-laws living room. Exactly. It opened me up to shit I've never done before. Yeah, and it was because you know, Beto like Beto and the people around Beto inspired you to do that. And I, I like I was just talking about like coming up to Iowa. Like 
I came up to Iowa. Uh, no one goes to fucking Iowa. Like, <laughs> I have been scared of even um, going in my car and st like stopping at a gas. Like, if I don't know the location, I don't like. I don't go in and use the bathroom because I'm trans and I'm just scared that somebody's gonna give me shit. And because Beto just was a fighter um, and he, he, he was all about rejecting the fear, I, I got convinced that, you know, like, or I didn't get convinced. I just decided to f say, fuck the fear. Fuck the fear. I'm going to go to Iowa. I'm going to drive through these states who I hear awful things about. And I'm just going to do it because, you know, I can't I can't let my fears rule my life. You know, um, and, and, and I've I've heard so many other people uh, say that same kind of sentiment where they had that they feel as though Beto has made them a, a better person because his message was all about lifting people up. It, it wasn't about any specific policy or ideology. It was all about the rest of us, right? The people who have just been disregarded by the system by intent. And, and, and you know, it's working as designed, and that's why he's out of the race. Is oh, absolutely. You know, um, I, I looked at the money that big media has made since Donald Trump has been uh, in office or running, and it's stupid. Their their revenue went up a hundred million dollars. So yeah, no, it makes sense to to like put out real threats or pick yeah. a candidate. You I I you know, and I get it to an extent, but it takes a little bit out of the democracy, and oh, that's yeah. why I think so many of us are so we're so pissed off is because we never felt like we got a fair shake. Exactly, but, he never got a fair shake by the the by the party or the media, and I don't like. You know, just saying, just blaming shit and make it like, because it really, like, people are like, oh, you're just making excuses. You're just making excuses. And it's, no, he never got a fair shake. He wasn't even given a fair break. And that's, like, he's been up against the fucking wall. And, you know, despite all of that, he was still pulling at 2 3%. They didn't, they, they couldn't kill him, like they couldn't kill him completely. Uh, they tried, but it didn't shy me away. Um, you know, it just made me dig in harder to like to to supporting him. Um, Absolutely, I think I think a lot of we're, I think a lot of Beto supporters are like that. We're I mean we're very tenacious. Mm hmm. It's it is. Uh, Man, it, 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 it has been a privilege getting to know so many different types of people, too. It's, oh, exactly. It, 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 it's brought so many people together. I'm it's grateful. Awesome. I'm fucking grateful for that. And that, like, that's what it's about. That's what this has all been about for me. It's like the connections I've made and the, and, and the just stories I've heard that I just never, you know, from people different than me and how they see things. And that, like... You know, it's not about the politics. Like, this is about the future of our country. And, you know, Beto is somebody that, that 
his whole way of doing politics is so unorthodox and it, it, it's always been about uh, breaking down those barriers and in, in the red tape from uh, access in, into the democracy and into the system. And I feel like too many people just see those barriers from actual pe people having a voice in the, in, in the system. Too many people s benefit from those barriers to, to make them change. And, oh, absolutely. And, and that's the fucked up thing is, is like, Beto was super accessible. I always felt like if, if I really had something that I needed to relay to Beto, I could do it and, and it would, that message would get to him. Because I saw him do it, to, like I saw him directly respond to people going through some shit. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't see any other politician doing the kind of shit he, he's, he's doing. He, Absolutely not. I, I was in the room in Fairfax um, when Odessa happened, and it, it, I mean, just the the raw emotion was just stunning, you know, and just the way he treated people, it, it's it's been fan, it, it it's really changed a lot of people. Oh yeah. Uh, but thank you so much for taking the time out. I know you guys are having a good time over there. Oh yeah, I'm about to hit the road. I've got a, a hotel booked in Kansas City that I've got to be at sometime tonight, but um, I'm just enjoying. I don't I don't want to leave. I really want to leave. I don't want like this isn't over. And, Absolutely not. You know, um, I want to fight for Beto because he, he fucking fought for me. He, he gave he gave me a voice and I'm going to use that voice now. And I don't think I don't think it's going to be realized. Um, what's going on the movement he's building until later on when it's all in in full view but this is bigger than Beto and, and that's just kind of been what's been uh like the message throughout uh this house that we're all staying at is that this wasn't like yeah Beto's fucking awesome and he's a he's a good dude but this support him because of all like all the thing, the any specific policy, I support him because the people he's brought into the fold and the people he's given a voice to. Um, I've had this opportunity to meet um, and get to know some some really fucking amazing people that I that I just wouldn't I wouldn't know otherwise, and. Like, I'm so glad that I came up to Iowa. I'm so glad that, you know, I'm a part of this. And whatever, you know, whatever happens tomorrow, that's tomorrow. Right now, um, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm happy that Beto's voice, um, you know, that, like, he's still going to be around. Yep, we still got shit to do. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Um, but yeah, um, this has been awesome. I love y'all's podcast. I, I I appreciate it. We're gonna keep fucking doing this shit. Like I'm not, I'm not giving up. Like what? Like I've been saying it all night, all day, 
even before today, I'm a fucking bedocrat, and um, I feel like the two-party system does us all a fucking disservice, and really, big picture, that's what needs to be the goal, is just, you know, yeah, Trump sucks, he needs to be removed from office, but the bigger goal um, and the bigger problem is the two-party system. The party fucking estab- like the establishment that all they care about is retain- like achieving and uh, like retaining power. And they don't care about the actual issues, the actual people that their policies are gonna affect. They care about what they can do to get enough support that they can get reelected or get elected. And that's, they view things through this fucking perverse lens. And Beto was never about that. Beto just spoke his mind. And I really, you know, I'm gonna speak my mind too because that that's the effect Beto had on me. Um, and I'm tired of just being quiet. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna shut up about this, but yeah. I, I'll uh, I'll end the interview with that. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, yeah, no, we're we're definitely keeping this going. So don't even worry. You've definitely not heard the last of looking ahead to better days. We have a so much more to do. Mm-hmm. Trust. This isn't over. Absolutely not. There's still a big fight ahead of us. It's you're right. It's not just about the man in the White House, and it definitely and, and it's and it's not. It wasn't about Beto. It's about what he built and the the community he built and what we what was built around him. Oh yeah, and 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 that's the thing that like I've been seeing this this like notion of vote vote blue no matter who vote blue no matter no matter what vote blue and that kind of reductive shit is is like to me it's so insulting because it's like y'all aren't even paying attention y'all just know trump is bad and like i i don't have to accept shit because the alternative is pure evil right and that's what i was trying to do by supporting beto is like here's a candidate who represents all like pretty much all the shit i i i believe in and he's speaking to those issues and you know i want to like i want to vote for that right i don't want to vote for whatever just because they're a democrat that's not like that's not how it should be um we should have candidates who represent our values and be able to vote on 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 those values and and not just be like well the alternative is is Trump if you don't just mindlessly support whoever the nominee is going to be and tune out the rest of the shit you're a bad person no i don't i don't subscribe to that shit no the all like i'm not going to accept shit just because the alternative is worse um and south park did a whole episode on that it's the episode with the uh the was it the shit sandwich in the um the douche or something like that you know do you know what i'm oh, talking yeah. about oh yeah oh yeah that and that was yeah. and the hillary shit and and they're, the no, democrats no. are still playing into that shit and yep. it's like just give us a reason to vote beto gave me a reason to vote beto gave me a reason to fucking 
do all this shit. And, you know, all he's gotten for that those efforts has been disdain. I'm I'm on the record in the Washington Post saying, you know, Democrats have got given nothing but contempt to him and his supporters. And it's like what like what was so bad about him? Why like why did y'all have to do this? And they're like, well, fuck Lou, no matter who. No, fuck that. Like, I yeah, fuck I'm, that. Gonna, I'm not. I like. I don't know who I'm going to support now. I'll vote blue because that's just what I do, but I'm not going to do the, the amount of fucking work that I did for any other candidate because they haven't earned that from me. And that, that's what it's about for me. Beto earned my dedication because he, he like repeatedly showed that he would just, he was doing it for the right reasons. And, and, and that's what like, that's what wins me over. And that's what won a lot of, like, I think all of us over is- Agreed. Like, he, he just, he fought and, and, and you know, pe- like he was winning people over towards the end that I like never expected him to win over. Like I had so many friends um, tell me, you know, cause a lot of people support like, they like what Democrats say, but they don't trust Democrats because they're so used to the lip service, right? They're, they're so used to Democrats being like, well, blah, 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 but they're not fighting. Um, and Beto fought and Beto kept fighting and that was winning people over. They just didn't get reflected in the polls. Um, the polls are shit. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I'll, yeah. I'll be the guy. Polls are Fuck shit. It. I, everything's shit this whole primary is shit like we're just they're they're making it just this like this false choice and i don't i don't have to accept it other people can i'm not like you know whatever but yeah i'll i'll uh i'll end on that (laughs) absolutely have a safe safe travel travels to kansas city Thank you. And it was so good talking uh, with with you. And, and, you know, this isn't over. I'm, Absolutely not. Like, I'm more committed now than ever. I want to fight. I, I would specifically want to fight Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> you know where he is. Just let me know. And I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Tell him that he, he ain't shit. Pete Buttigieg <laughs> is never going to be president. Uh, <laughs> and, but yet he gets hyped like he's the... He's he's the shit. Pete ain't shit. And that's all I'm gonna end with that. <laughs> Pete ain't shit. That's a good one. <laughs> Booty judge ain't shit. Oh Pete man. Pete ain't shit. <laughs> okay, well, it was good talking with you. Thanks. Take it easy. Yeah. Right. Ryan. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> awesome. I you are hard to hear now, so I'm gonna have to turn your voice up. Oh, again. well that's because I uh away from the mic I'm standing up. Uh no, it, it's awesome, man. Uh, okay. who who else you got? Let's go. Uh Jacqueline. Jacqueline. I I love all of y'all. This is gonna be like an hour and a half long. I hope listeners, this is this is for you. This we're we're pulling right. everybody in candidly reacting to how they how they feel about this shit. So Jacqueline is one of our like crazy motherfuckers who travels all over the is place. This Chris? Yes, it's Chris. Have a seat. Hi, Chris. Oh, let me uh, hand her the... Hi, Jacqueline. Here. 
Hi. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Um, so we are getting kind of like where everybody's at. So like, where where are you at? Like, how how are you feeling? Um, <laughs> I it's I don't know. Right now I'm okay. Um, but there's definitely it's like a roller coaster. Yeah. Nope. Absolutely. I went to bed last night and like. I, I I I had I guess it hadn't really processed this morning or to, until this morning and I was just kind of like ugh I don't know what to do now and I and I told it said this earlier like I don't I don't think I could volunteer for anybody else like yeah. I don't nobody inspires me to do as much work as I did for Beto I mean I did the fucking Virginia ballot petitions no let me tell you about the Virginia ballot petitions it's crazy I know I heard it was bullshit I know. We were had we were driving to Indiana on Monday to go to South Bend on election day. Then I was headed to Seattle for doing more ballot petitions and then I was gonna go to a fundraiser back to Long Beach and Vegas. It's crazy. Like my That is a lot of traveling. The rest of the year was like planned for me. And New Year's Eve, like I was gonna go to because January second is when New York was gonna release like the ballots. And I was like, all right, New Year's Eve in New York City, which has always been a dream of mine. And I was like, it's happening. Do you, do I, I'm, I'm sorry to do this to you. My birthday is December 31st. So Aww. my also, my dream was always to go to New York City. New York City. And then I heard people talking about it. Like, you have to be in there for like eight hours and you cannot leave. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, more power to you. Go for it. Yeah. I'm past that stage in my life. Like, right? I'm old. Yeah. I'm older. I'm old-ish. 33 is <laughs> old-ish, right? Yeah, no, not not anymore. I will yeah. watch it on TV and be content. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, so right now I just, I mean, every, every day, every morning, afternoon, night, every day has just been Beto, so I... I don't know. It's like, what do we do? What do I do tomorrow? I, I don't have a flight out. Um, I, I don't have a lease anymore in L.A., so I've, I've literally just been traveling, you know, because that's how much I believed in Beto and his campaign and was going to do everything I can could in my power to make sure he was elected. So it's a little, I guess, I mean, there's endless opportunities. So It's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's definitely like, heartbreaking. The tears we, have we not stopped. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't sound like it because, I mean, I you've you, I know you've been at just about everything me and Ryan have been a part of, and it's that's that's dedication, and that's what you get out of better supporters. Like, you, we're the hardest working motherfuckers on the planet. Yeah, no it's doubt. Really incredible to just traveling, and you know, I've been to seven states for Beto in this campaign, but meeting people, but then seeing everyone at these rallies or town halls or events. And like, we represent the country. We represent every like age and genre. And it was just such a diverse group. It's, it's who this country is. And and that I think just said, says a lot. It's definitely brought a lot of just different types of people. I know I grew up in a teeny tiny town where literally everybody looked like me so i've moved out and done all sorts of stuff but really 
like my personal circle became so much more diverse because of this campaign mm-hmm. and I am so much a better person for it. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's one of the, the beautiful things that, that we can take from this. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, time, you know, it's going to take time, but I know for sure, um, this is just the beginning. So absolutely. Yeah. It's a it's a movement. It's a it's so much bigger than I, I think I tweeted this out earlier. It's so much bigger than just us. It's it's all of us. Yeah. It's a totally. it's a being. Bedouism, man. It's like the fifth time I've said it in this uh in this podcast. I'm I swear to God it's gonna stick. It's gonna <laughs> be in Webster's and I'm gonna have come up with the word Bedouism. Bedouism. I love it. That is, <laughs> that's gonna be my claim to fame. Totally. Dude in in law's living room comes up with lasting word that makes Webster's dictionary. <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on and and give us giving us some commentary. Yes, thank you Chris for everything you and Ryan and everyone. So yeah, thank you for what you did, man. You went you went everywhere. Yeah. That's awesome. I'll see you. Did you. A, you did a fuck ton of work. <laughs> thank you. Um I'll see you down the road. Absolutely. Down the road. Yes. All right. Talk soon. All right. Bye. All right. Oops. I got my phone. What was that? On the thing. That was my phone on the table. You know what's funny? Is I think, like, because like you and I are used to doing this, people don't know how to end an interview. <laughs> and it's really funny. So it's I'm like just, a like, phone letting call. Talk. It's like they're doing it like a phone call. Oh, man. Awesome. Yeah, it's funny. You're getting the different stages of grief here, basically. <laughs> exactly. Um, just mad, sad, everything. Yeah, everything. Hey, um, you know what? I think me and you have had, like, I, I got upset earlier. I was like, oh. and it's yeah. almost like, I don't know what to do with my life. But like, and I, and I knew we needed to keep this going. Yeah. Like, we've absolutely. made a big difference. We have a big following. And you know, have you had anybody t- ask you or tell you, you've got to keep this going? Oh, we've definitely. I've told. I've told everybody we're gonna we're gonna do something. We're not gonna we're not gonna let this stop. No, yeah. no, 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 no. So we've come too. Well, far. hold on. Let me let me see if I can get some more people on though. For, for sure. We oh yeah, absolutely. Full of people. Hold on one second. Let hey, me... I was giving us witty between person banter. <laughs> or we could just edit it all out. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck it. We're leaving it in there. We leave everything in. I'm leaving my phone great. drop. Perfect. 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 Hold on. Let's see if it. Jess. Yes. Huh? Uh, do you have to? <laughs> we got dead air. <laughs> All right. Have a seat. Wait, wait, this looks like a lie detector test. No, just have a seat. Put this on and say hi to Chris. <laughs> okay. All right. Wait, wait. All right. So, tell me what I have to do. Just say hi. Hello? Hi. It is 100% a lie detector test. (laughs) This is all a trick. This is scary. Or it almost feels like you can't see this, but it looks like an electric chair. (laughs) That's fucking terrifying. What the hell are y'all doing over there? Uh, Listen, just trust me to bring it to the terrifying level always. I'm here for it. I love, I'm, I love all things terrifying. So how's it going how how are you feeling like where 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 are you at with everything that's going on in the last two days i mean you guys came from fucking everywhere to iowa 
<laughs> Nobody goes to Iowans. Most likely, don't want to be in Iowa. Like Iowa. Well, I I had the universe telling me not to go to Iowa because I had my first plane at 5 a.m. yesterday get deplaned, and there was emergency maintenance, and so. Then I tried to get on another plane, and there wasn't a captain. And so then I was going to miss my connecting flight to Charlotte. And then, like, I literally tried 15 different ways. And the 16th way got me to Des Moines. And I literally arrived in Des Moines five minutes before the campaign ended. That's that's crazy. Actually, I think I heard about that. Somebody told yeah. me that, like, we were literally getting people off of planes right now. Like, I'd, I'd heard about because I've been in kind of contact. That's one of the crazy things about uh, having been a part of this campaign is being weirdly connected. It's like a ladder yes. or a yes. hierarchy. Yes, yes. It's, well, it's, it's, um, it's roots, man. It's a trees. It's all the trees, and, like, trees all talk to each other. They communicate through the roots. And, like, that's what we are. We're, like, these seeds that were planted, and we just keep growing out, and our roots are overlapping, but yet we can all communicate. Because, like, we literally have all joined into this space, this campaign, for the same reason. Because, like, we're the people who have been counted out. We're the people whose voices haven't ever been elevated. We're the people who never thought we could have a place here. And yet we've all been these seeds and we've been like watering ourselves and planting ourselves in our different spaces. And I'm just realizing, hold on for one second, that the hands that I'm doing right now, look, do you see my Beto hands? Do you see my Beto hands? They're just, like I almost wish I had like Super Mario gloves on or something. <laughs> all darkness and it's crazy <coughs> happening. But anyway, we are, we've been in our own little places like watering our seeds like doing our crafts making our things happening and then there was this thing that we're just like wait a second we are all connected and so yeah like we kind of, we know everything that's going on with everybody it's just it's been crazy so yeah yeah people do wait where's jess why isn't just like like she's been on 15 planes to try to get here and like and yet that's fucking dedication, by well, the way. It, but it is, and something just kept telling me, like, you have got to get to Iowa. Like, you have got to get to Iowa. And I got here, and it was like, I immediately knew why. It's like, if I had to experience this without everybody, like, there's, there's no way we would have all been in the same space. Like, with- No, and you needed that. Yeah. Like, and just to also get us to, like, take the next step. Yeah, I, I was in a car by myself and heard I, it on CNN. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that you were in a car by yourself. Yeah. I, like, I literally, I'm like, I want to go. I, just, in a like, Burlington Coat Factory parking oh, lot. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I, it was the first place that I could find. It was right there. <sighs> Dude. Yeah. Playing and, Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. Oh, no. No, I'm that just fucking a, with you. That please, would be, that like, would... please don't, because that song is illegal. That <laughs> song, Everybody Hurts by R.E.M., is an illegal song that should never be played in the universe of the world, ever. Like, oh, okay. Yes, but that's what this is, actually. We are, li we are literally living in an R.E.M. song. Like, Yeah, yes, we are. But I, Weirdly. I, we are, though. It's like, it's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. Like, the in-between spaces of Texarkana, like, losing my religion. Literally, this whole campaign is an R.E.M. song. And, like, 
that's but here's where we are right now so i'm going to tell you what rem song we're at right now is is drive we are in drive right now because go on i don't think i've heard that one drive drive is on everybody it's on automatically people you know it you know it i'm not gonna sing it i might sing it but i'm not gonna sing it but drive is like drive is the video where michael stipe is it's black and white and he's crowd surfing this is exactly yeah he's he's crowd surfing and everyone is holding him up and we are that and sometimes it's better that we're holding it up and throughout this entire weekend sometimes it's been each of us we've all taken our turn crowd surfing and this crowd this crew has lifted us all in each of these moments and even for you know those of like those of the family that are not in Iowa with us right now we've all we're all still connected like yeah twitter's we, a crazy thing it's it's amazing it's amazing the twitter and facebook and and how many people's personal cell phone numbers that i have across everything. right like i just <laughs> It's great. people that I wouldn't be attached to in any other case if it wasn't for Beto. And I have a question for you because this yes, has kind please, of been please. on my mind yes. since you said it. How the fuck does a plane not have a captain? Like, what happened? Like, uh, for, I don't know. Like, they like, she's oh, just we, gone. Have, we have a first officer, but we don't have a captain. What happened to him? Fuck, that's exactly us right now, too. <laughs> we don't have a captain. Like, it's... It's it, literally my day yesterday was training me for the moment I was about to walk into. And like, I didn't find out about the campaign until I arrived at the rally. And Melissa, like, I, I walked over there and I said, something's wrong. Like, you could feel it. And yet I had just walked by New Hampshire staff with zip ties attaching signs to cars. So Yeah, I heard that too. Heard that. Like they hadn't even heard yet. And so it was like, I walked over and I'm like, do you need me to sign in? And I just looked, I was like, what's wrong? And there's, st you still have to go through the motions. You're still pulling this in because he wasn't there yet. And she handed me her phone and she showed me the alert. And it was this moment of like, there's this shared knowledge of like, it's, it wasn't out there yet. Because at this rally, as people were gathering, like nobody, um, nobody was looking at their phones. Nobody was, not a single person, because we were all there. Like, like in a moment in 2019, where literally we can sit here on these couches and everyone's looking at their phones. But in a moment in 2019, we were in a, gathered in a public place and everyone was so happy to be together that not a single person had their phone out. And we didn't know, like we didn't know. And it was crazy. I, I bet I, I didn't find out from my phone either and I find out everything from my phone yeah it, yeah but yeah it's been very surreal it is it is I still feel like I'm living in an alternate reality but like exactly I worked on Virginia ballot petitions man that was my entire life like what the uh, fuck do I do now I, uh, so my house right now is a, is filled with zines and yes, I loved that, by balls. the way. Thank you, thank you. And and guess what, I'm not stopping it. Like, I'm not stopping it, because I already had submissions for issue two. And, like, this is, like, 
we need to keep the roots growing. Like we need to absolutely bigger, and we do that. But it's like, yeah, like I have zines all over. I have Beto stress balls and cups and like everything. I, what do I do with a life size Beto? What do I do with a life size Beto cutout? I mean, I. I, you just keep it, I guess. But you you put it in the window so like in three minutes, a baby, no, and then it, when people no, watch your no, film, like those little like the little kid at the sliding door, it's creepy. Yeah, it's so creepy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yes. Whoever would have thought three minutes and a baby would have eked its way into the but looking ahead to better days podcast, uh, but it fucking did. Of course it did because this is Gen X, man. Like yeah, right. How many times did you go back and watch Three Men and a Baby? Be like, there's a ghost in the no, it was the producer's son, but there's the ghost in the sliding door of Three Men and a Baby, man. It, yep. Nope. Exactly. That's I love movies. I love we're, movies. I'm lo- I love that we got to this point on here and we can just talk about yeah, shit. I, but we're not we're not stopping either. Like we're gonna keep going. Like we we've, we've put so much time and effort in this. Wait, the, the whole wait, thing listen. isn't over. Here's what I'm going to say, too. I'm going to also just keep going with this uh, pop culture reference and keep it going in that three men and a baby. And I just thought to myself, where's Steve Gutenberg when you need him, right? He's on the Goldbergs. Yeah. <laughs> so, but here's we go. But then that made me think of Police Academy. And then that made me think of Police Academy 4, which was called Citizens on Patrol, right? Remember when they made that program where they're just like, yeah, we're going to let people be cops, right? That's kind of what we need to do right now. Be citizens on patrol. Like we actually have to like, all right, like you see, yo, I, I told you I can always bring them together. I can, I can thread it together, which is why the zine's called Connect the Dots. It might take you a minute and it might take me actually 20 minutes, but I can thread it together. But that's really like, so wait, we have the plane with no captain. We have the, wait, the first plane though, they were boarding and then they had to stop boarding and they're like why do we have to stop boarding and they're like we don't know they're not telling us but we can't board anymore and then they said something's wrong with the plane we need to do emergency maintenance and the plane's not going to leave for another five hours well that's what i walked into when i got here again we don't know exactly what happened but i trust beto i trust this man that i've come to learn and know and love and trust that Whatever the reason was, we couldn't continue to let this plane fly off the ground. And yeah, it would have been real bad. Yeah, and so I I trust that. I trust that man. And I appreciate doing that. I appreciate, like, even though it's so painful, it's so painful in so many ways, like, it's also eye-opening. Like, it's like, it sucks, and then we're just like, this is what we have to do. Here's where we are. Here's where we are. And we just keep moving. I mean, like he'll he'll be back drive. with something, and we just we drive. we we keep going. We drive. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for taking the time out and hopping totally. on with us. Totally, um, absolutely. We'll we'll talk to you later. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Take care. Take it easy. All right. I want you to know something. What's that? <laughs> as far as the witty banter. So tonight, Hannah and I went to a Halloween party. We took okay. Bodie and our costumes for Halloween, as some of the people in the DM saw, was Bodie was a dinosaur. Well, Thursday night, um, I was Sam Neill and Hannah was Laura Dern. Well, tonight for this party, I was Laura Dern and she was Sam Neill and I am still dressed as 
Laura Dern as we record this. <laughs> I thought everybody would appreciate that. I didn't think about it till I was like messing with the shorts and like shorty shorts, and I'm like, oh yeah, like I have like a. <laughs> I don't know what she called this shirt. <laughs> uh, there's your witty bander for this one. Who who's there next? Go. We got anybody All else right. lined up? All right, let, let me let me go find somebody. Hold on one second. Talking to myself. So, um, in the vein of while he's going for some to find someone else, and you guys are listening to me talk, and most likely I will possibly edit this out, depending on how long it takes. Give or take. All right. Just put the headphones on and say hi to Chris. All right, here we go. Hi, Chris. Hi. Who How is this? This is Crystal. Crystal. Oh, hey, hi, Crystal. Hey, hi, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. I. I got. I didn't. He didn't tell me who was coming on. I just heard a voice. So oh, how? <laughs> how are you? Uh, how are you doing? Like, where? Where? Where are we at? Where are you at over there, in Iowa? Um. Are you talking about us collectively or me myself? You yourself, and then everybody collectively. Um, where am I at? I don't know where I'm at. I think I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, I wish I had an answer for that because I feel like I'm trying to answer that myself, so that I can just say that I'm okay. Um, it's rough. It's it's definitely been rough. I I know exactly where you're coming from. Having just like I dedicated so much time, and like I've been working on uh, Virginia ballot petitions, and like what do I do now? Like what's next? So I, I I'm right there with you. Um, we actually some of us had tickets to head out to. Long Beach next month to go be at the Democratic uh, delegate event. Delegate event. So, I mean, this came as a shock for a lot of us. And I mean, I speak for myself, but I mean, I adore Beto. Um, in a totally platonic, you know, I want this guy to be president, you know, kind of way. Yeah. And I was ready to go down fighting, swinging for this guy. Um, but I just didn't think that would be anytime soon not today not tomorrow uh not this month you know so it's definitely a shock absolutely and you know and like what i keep telling everybody and what kind of the the theme has been is you know our work's not over like it wasn't just beto it was kind of all of us yeah i think that's kind of what like really hurts the most um and it, it just that's what sucks like the most but we have so much work to do and like so much like think of how many skills you we've all gotten just from doing the things that we do for the campaign that a lot of us had never done before yeah no 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 you're definitely right um i think it, while i agree with you i think it's also hard because a lot of us are pushing through this um and justifying what we were doing in the hopes that the end result would be the reward for all of the sacrifices we're making now which makes it oh, absolutely yeah it just makes it a lot more painful um to see that we didn't ha we don't have a reward um being from being living in texas specifically during beto's senate campaign um i myself was extremely eager and motivated to fight for this man who i felt had fought for us and uh 
but to feel defeated like I wasn't able to help him as much as he helped us is a very... It's a dark cloud. It's a very heavy feeling. It's very sobering. Yeah. To say the least. Um, especially when you're so confident. Like, the confidence level within the campaign never really waned. Like, we all... Like, if you asked a Beto supporter, is do you, do you think Beto's going to win? Yes, no, absolutely. It, it, it's... I do think he could have. And I really, to this day, do think he could have. Um, I think... 100%. Yeah, I think a lot of us on the inside um, who aren't just sitting behind Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, those of us who are knocking on doors, who are making phone calls, who are getting involved, who are listening to people, we know that this was possible, but it just, it takes more than just a solid dozen. Like we needed people out here with us. So it gets just, it's just extremely disappointing that we didn't have people who are as motivated and eager to make this happen with us. The people who weren't willing to go down saying we did everything we possibly could have to make this happen. Absolutely. Um, now, it's, like I said, it's we we still we're we're, we're we definitely want to we we've we've gone down swinging and like we I feel like I've got nothing left. Like we left it all on the table. Um, you know, people fought for this. You guys traveled. Like, going from Texas to Iowa is no small feat. No, and no small feat either. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it snowed its ass off there, too. Fuck that. Yeah, so, yeah. Katrina sent me the pictures. That's a lot of snow. <laughs> well, I'm from the East Coast. So that, to me, was like, I don't even know if you call that snow uh, where I'm from. But I guess, I suppose... From a text, then I'll take it. <laughs> right. Hey, I'm I'm in Virginia. Um, if it snows an inch, we lo- we're out of school for a week. So I saw that snow and I was like, oh, God, that sucks. That's so funny. Oh, God, yeah. I think we get like three, five inches and it's like, OK, kids, see you at the bus stop. <laughs> like it was like no big deal. So. So that was, hear that. that was not my experience. <laughs> that was not my experience at all. If it snowed a little, like, because I, I teach. So if it's I'm like, it starts to snow, I'm like, all right, if it can just go for maybe an hour, I get at least a two hour delay. If it goes for two hours, I'm staying home tomorrow. That's so it's, uh, <laughs> the Teachers will tell you, we do not look forward to snow days. We look forward to snow days. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, of course. But thank you so much for coming on, and thank you for like opening up about this. Um, you know, we're we're getting a lot of different angles and perspectives, and everybody's is important. And I, I really ap- appreciate you sharing that with us. Absolutely, Chris. It was lovely talking to you. You as well. Take it easy. Okay, you too. Bye. Here's here's Ryan. All right, I'm here. All right. Wow. <coughs> I'm sorry for coughing in the microphone, but it was cough and cough directly into it or turn quick and cover. <laughs> it's getting cold, so my allergies are starting to act uh, up. And... Yeah, change of season always does it for me, too. My, my, it's, it's, it's bad right now. Yeah, real deal fucks with me. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, it, We've got we've hit all of the emotions here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Well, you guys, I think we've hit all the stages of grief. <laughs> we de- we've definitely oh, hit all of the stages of grief. Um, I, I, I just want you all, everybody out there who's listening, I want you guys to know that uh, we're definitely going to keep this going, and there's there's definitely going to be more to come. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, uh, uh, we you know what? Look, we're not going to do the the official sign off now because there very well might be more material. Well, for this hold episode. on. You, well, there is material. Uh, oh, oh, yes, got, there is. We got Charlie Hodges. So why don't we just go ahead and uh, introduce him? Um, running for state senate in Iowa, I got this interview with him before Beto. Uh, uh, announced it, made his announcement. So, um, yeah, why don't we, why don't we go ahead and hear for him right now? So I am sitting here with uh, Charlie Hodges. You might remember Charlie Hodges from our steak fry episode. He came on and talked to us about caucusing and the whole caucus process. And since then, you've had some pretty exciting news and things happen. So uh, tell us, what are you doing nowadays? Yeah, um, it, being inspired by a lot of the people that I've been around, um, especially with Beto, um, and wanting to take action myself. I, myself, I'm getting off of the sidelines. And I'm running for state senate in Iowa for District 20. District 20, so state senate. So that's state senator yes. um what is district 20 like what what how big is it what does it encompass yep um it's in the the northern um des moines metro area okay. um it encompasses um part of urbandale johnston grimes and then a section of northwest polk county as well okay okay and like what are the what's like the demographics and people like and what, what are your what would your constituents look like in that area um, yeah, it's a it's a fairly typical you know suburban suburban area. You uh-huh. know, I mean, there you know there are definitely some some more affluent areas than there are okay. um, in the in Des Moines proper in the metro. Okay. But um, it's an area that has um, it, it has traditionally been more Republican. Okay. Um, it's starting to turn blue. Um, okay. We have what's some state. What's causing it to turn blue? What's what's kind of driving that shift? Yeah, I I think that um, the the positions that the state legislature has been taking on a lot of okay. issues that are important to people um, have, has definitely had part of it. Um, we've actually, within the state, we've privatized Medicaid, um, which has caused significant problems, um, changing that over to for-profit companies. Um, and the cost savings that they've talked about with that are coming in the form of um, decreased availability of services, poorer service, instead of savings <laughs> of, uh, of equal service and savings you know right, i mean the right. we could we could have kept administration with the state and slash services if they wanted to do it that way <laughs> right. we didn't need to privatize to do it so that's a that's a big issue there's a there's a very large mental health crisis in the state as well okay. and um you know cutting of funding for that um cutting of funding for um for women's health services a lot of a lot of those things that that people really feel in their everyday lives so it really sounds like kind of health care is the major Mm -hmm. driving motivator for a lot of voters here especially in the the district you're going to be Yep. Yep. Exactly. I mean, uh, healthcare and school funding are 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 your typical issues. But um, and as we're also seeing in um, with um, Moms Demand Action and some other um, organizations such as that, we're starting to see some movement among you know kind of the suburban mom group um, on on gun control as well. So um, that's actually going to be one of the planks of my campaign is is sensible gun control. All right. So let's talk about your campaign. Um, so you're obviously running for state senate. Uh, let's start with like, what are your what, what are your main issues that you're running for? Yeah, um, one of them that I'm running for is is definitely public safety, including gun control. Um, that we have a Republican legislature and governor that uh, have really 
been working on relaxing a lot of our gun laws, um, increasing open carry, making gun sales easier, um, things of that variety that are not necessitated by, you know, public demand or need by any means. And and yet every session there, there's an additional relaxation of those laws, and we need to roll back those. You know, I'm a I'm a believer in the Second Amendment. I have a lot of friends that are hunters that are gun enthusiasts, but we need to be sensible about it. You know, we, we don't need to put through resolutions that allow um, parents to care, to open carry in, in school sure. districts sure. And, and things like that that are, that are happening right now. So we, we, need, we need to cut that off. Okay, and you're talking about healthcare, like what kind of things would you like to see change the state level around healthcare? Yeah, and I think as, as far as healthcare goes, I mean, the big thing is we either need a complete overhaul of the privatization model, or we need to go back to the state administration of it because it's been a big failure. We need mm-hmm. to actually properly fund mental illness healthcare. Um, my proposal is to to actually use money from um, my proposal to decriminalize marijuana um, to actually use some of those funds to restore some of the funds that we've lost to mental health care. I think we need to have regional um, mental health care centers where clinics where people can actually go and and get help you know regardless of their insured status have that available in rural areas as well um, because we're seeing a lot a large increase in death by suicide in rural areas as well I, I heard you mention marijuana you're also yes uh, proposing legalized marijuana then as well yes I am um, I was actually passed a resolution to to legalize hemp production okay. to, to help um, provide an additional crop for our farmers wow. I think that we need to carried a step further and actually decriminalize um, marijuana. I think that if you use a model um, similar to what Colorado has used for how they're using the tax revenue for it, um, there's a lot of good that we can do for schools, mm-hmm. for um, funding that's been cut from a lot of other areas yeah, with that. Yeah, let's talk about schools for a second. Sure. That's a big issue and, you know, that's, that's like you said, these are the kitchen sink things that people actually care about mm-hmm. more than anything else. Uh, you know, how is a school funding in Iowa handled? Um, because in Texas it's kind of a convoluted effed up system. <laughs> I found that most states are kind of similar, yep, yep. similar levels of dysfunction. So what are the big challenges with school funding in Iowa? Well, I think, it, especially in, the, in some of the suburban areas, there's been, there's been such such growth in the, in the suburbs that, that there's there's so much so much of the funds that actually go into like the physical plants and things like that instead of programs. And just, just generally, you know, the, the funding just hasn't kept up with the programs that we need in additional to the buildings. Right. It's not just the buildings that, that make up a school. Um, you know, even, even in some of the s- suburban districts, there's a deficit on, and of course, special needs always gets hit, hit first sure. with things. Yeah. And, and, you know, even, even schools that are well-funded because, you know, real estate taxes and sales taxes and other okay. things so um, go into that. Do you think it's of funding priorities among the school districts? Yes. Or do you think it's more of like that the state's not providing? Like, where, where is the... Yeah, I think, I think that, um, for example, last year we had a, a, a pretty large um, surplus uh-huh. uh, in, the, in the budget. And it's like, why didn't we invest that back into the schools? You know, and I I think that there are just smarter things that we can do with the budget. You know, watch where we're giving out um, you know tax benefits. You know, certain companies and things. And I you know I think that there's a lot more that we can do with budgeting. But I also think that you know with, with the plan for decriminalization, that provides an extra um, stream of tax revenue. Right. 
to us without having to raise income taxes, which are, you know, I mean, I, and I mean, you know, I don't, I don't like my income taxes to be raised either. So, right. you know, an additional stream. Well, you and, have an income tax. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have income tax. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So with, without having to do anything, they'd be unpopular on both sides. Sure, 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 sure. What do you think about charter schools as far as a, a solution to that? Um, I'm 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 not a huge fan of, char of charter schools. Um, I I think that um, I think that especially in in Iowa we have a lot of flexibility with open enrollment and different things, and you know as far as charter schools vouchers and things of that variety, I, I think that we need to put the investment back into the public schools. Um, I know that there are, you know if, if you do vouchers, I know that there are private schools um, in, in the area that when it comes to like handling special needs kids. They still come back to the public school system because they don't have the ability to handle those kids. So it's like, you know, why are we providing vouchers and and, and money for schools when it'll just come back anyway? And we, and those funds could be sure. used better to make our public schools sure. better. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you were to be elected, uh, would you be entering in? Do you think the majority party or the minority party? In um, I think that there is an opportunity to for us to be able to to flip the Senate. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know that the um, House has has been turning bluer lately. So I I think that we need to, we probably have a little bit better chance in the in the state house to to flip it. But I, I still think there's a chance in the Senate. And and I also think that um, the, the particular seat that I'm I'm running for, um, the state senator Zahn currently um, I think that uh, by by replacing him in particular he, he actually spearheads a lot of initiatives that I really don't agree with uh, okay. on a number of the issues that we've already talked about okay so he's let, let's talk about your mm -hmm. opponent for a second. Mm -hmm. well first off you're running for the primary yes I am right you have an opponent in the yes primary I do who's already I guess declared mm -hmm. and yep. has a campaign going um, what differentiates you from that? Well, who is it, and what differentiates you from them? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm actually running as the Rhonda Martin. She's a, um, a city councilwoman in Johnston, one of the um, one of the towns in the district. And I actually reached out to her, and we sat down and talked through the issues. And Rhonda's great. She's a very good advocate for mental health care, which I am as well. Um, in the in the discussions, um, it sounded like she probably wasn't going to make gun control much of a plank in her um, mm -hmm. campaign. Um, as well as you know, decriminalization, and um, I'm also very strong on the union side, where we've had some legislation passed that restricted public unions' rights to collectively bargain. Mm, yeah. That that you know have affected teachers and you know, I mean, all public employees. And I not only want to roll that back, but I actually would like to go back and take a look at Iowa's 1947 right to work law, okay. which has been handicapping unions for you know 70 plus years. So I, th I think I'm probably a little stronger on the union side. And again, Rhonda supports unions. Sure. I just, I'm, part of why I'm running is that I, I do kind of want to push the envelope on some of these issues because I think we have an opportunity with what's happening in the Republican Party to be bold. Sure. So. Sure. And, and all, it was one of those things, you know, more voices in the race. Exactly. Good. Exactly. Because, you know, who, whoever comes out of the race, I think, is going to be really vetted and and, and ready to be able to to, to defeat uh, Senators on. And, you know, Rhonda was great. We talked about it. And, you know, if she comes out ahead, I'm going to support her with everything so no I've got. Not at all. Like Not at all. She's been, she's been great. She wished awesome. me well on my campaign. And I wish her well as, awesome. also. Awesome. So. awesome. So, but you're... you're, you're primary opponent, or you're not primary, your main opponent, mm -hmm. the, uh, 
in the general election, said his, uh, what was his name? Senator uh, Zod. Zod? Neil before Zod. That's no, what I heard. No, it's, I uh, no, I'm sorry. It's, right? it's, it's Zon. Uh, Z-A-U-N. Z-A-U-N. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I, I prefer Senator Zod. I think that's better. <laughs> that could be really scary. Although, I don't know. <laughs> you, can, you can take that for a campaign ad. <laughs> you do not need to kneel before Zod. <laughs> Put you in a cape and stuff. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to see that. <laughs> so you were talking about though, he's kind of one of the ones who instigates a lot of the stuff that you really think. Yeah, um, yeah, because um, yeah. he's he's really pushed for the relaxation of of gun control. Um, I know he's actually um, carried in the state house mm-hmm. before. Um, you, you know he's he's a proponent of a lot of the restrictions on unions that's happening. One one thing that he's been public about recently is he wants to take away tenure for professors at all of our state universities. What? Yep. Oh yep. boy. Yeah. That's yeah. Some, yeah. That's some serious problems. Yeah. There. And and it's just because one one theme that I'm I'm going to be making on the campaign trail that'll be part of my stump is that you know Iowans are familiar with the concept of erosion from farms, right? What happens with soil? But what's happening in Iowa is there's just there's a erosion happening across the board, right? You know, our union rights are being eroded away, funding for mental health care, um, you know, women's health initiatives, um, you know, it's like all the things that we hold dear are just slowly being chipped away at until we're going to wake up one day and not have anything left. So, um, you know, I I, I think that if we can certainly replace someone who's been pushing for some some of the more extreme measures um, that that have been happening in the the legislature, I think it'll be a good thing. So what's his support like? I mean, with the last election, how... Much of a yeah, he. Uh, I, I don't know offhand what the exact margin was. I, I think he probably won like ten points or so. I mean, he's okay. he's he's done he's done well um, I mean, overall. Are always yep. Hard to yep. 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 Generally. Exactly. And and the you know the the district has been you know traditionally pretty red, mm-hmm. but you know 2018 saw a change in that. Um, Hillary actually won the district by several points. You know, so there there there's definitely movement in the, in the in the in the purple to blue um, in the in the district and especially w- with how disastrous the Medicaid privatization has been um, you know the where people are starting to come out on gun control and where he's out on gun right. control that you know then this is definitely an opportunity to try and get someone new in there awesome awesome so uh, just curious because um I'm always fascinated by when someone decides to run. I mean, you kind of said what your inspiration was, mm-hmm. but what was like the process? Like when you said, okay, I'm, you know, you, you woke up at, you know, that morning <laughs> at nine o'clock, you said, I'm going to run. And then at 10 o'clock, what did you do? <laughs> um, at 10 o'clock, I told my wife about it. And then when we started <laughs> oh, speaking, when we, when we started speaking again, two weeks later, no, no, no I'm just teasing. Um, yeah, one of the, one of the, once I decided what that I was going to run, um, I don't, I contacted the um, the Polk County Democrats okay. and talked to them about it. I talked to them, to them about what my platform would be, you know, just to, and and gave them a list of you know where I stand on the issues and everything, just to kind of show them how you know, how, how serious I am about uh-huh. the issues, even though I'm new. And and from there, you know, it was just you know there, there's a lot of things you have to do as far as setting up setting up things for your campaign finance mm-hmm. and, and and things of were that they variety as far as guiding you through they were through that, they so. were they, they were fantastic um okay. you know it's like you know they, they they had a race that they weren't gonna have to primary and everything so you know i mean they're, they're they certainly could have 
been you know less encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, it been, they were they were all fantastic. Awesome. So yeah, the, the process has been has been actually a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Okay. And how is it? I mean, have you were you active with the Democratic Party prior to that? Yeah. Um, actually, we um, we we just moved into the district um, one to two years ago. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, I've I've started to go to some of the Urbandale um, Democrat meetings because that, that's the town that we live in uh, to, to get a feel for what for what's going on. I'm supporting supporting a couple of mm-hmm. Democratic candidates for the Urbandale City Council. So I've I've definitely been getting more involved, and okay. then and then obviously I've Just been decided. Yep, to, yeah. yep, exactly. And awesome, awesome. Uh, so yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for sitting down and talking with me. Uh, yeah, you I bet. Really Always. appreciate it, and yeah, I wish you all the luck. Um, Real quick, let's plug your website. Where's your website, and how can people get to you? Yeah, it's uh, just go to Charlie for Iowa. No, actually written out, not the number okay. four. <laughs> CharlieForIowa.com, and um, the, the website has my biography, where I stand on the issues and FAQ as far as why I'm running, my personal story, um, which you know I, I I have a lot of personal experiences on the issues for which I speak. Sure. Um, so I definitely encourage people to look into that. Um, and and they can get to the Act Blue site to make a donation on that site as well. Okay. Do you have any uh, big campaign events coming up? Um, yeah, actually on November 23rd um, in Urbandale um, at Giovanetti Shelter, I'm going to be at noon. I will be having my uh, my official campaign fundraising kickoff um, then, and uh, and otherwise I'll be hitting the circuit with a lot of the local Democrat meetings to give people an idea why I'd like to earn their vote. So, yeah, I look forward to seeing you out in the trail, and we look forward to hearing from you. Thank you very much for uh, talking with me. Yeah, you bet. Hey, come back to Iowa. We'll talk oh, soon. We will, so absolutely. <laughs> Actually, I'll, I'll uh, phone you, and we'll, we'll, we'll do a follow-up interview uh, a month from now and see how, see how it's going. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Great. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Um, don't forget down ballot candidates are super fucking important. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something you can focus on. I mean, you know, look around locally, see if there's somebody, you know, you could hook up with. I know since I'm in Houston, I'm going to be probably trying to hook up with Marcellus some, some, and, uh, you know, maybe see if we can get involved with him a little bit more. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Absolutely. They, he's got a big election coming on Tuesday. Um, I know this episode is going to air and, and launch after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, um, Marcel, I can't, I can't tell you as of right now if he, if he won or lost, but I can tell you that he's definitely made a change. Yeah. Um, to this point, he's he's a, he's a great young man, and you know what? More power to him. Um, I hope he, if if my predictors are right in my brain, um, I I I'd say he won. I hope so. Yeah, me too. Um, so let's uh, let's go ahead and sign out the show. Um, while this isn't going to be the last time, this will be the last time as a, you know, campaign unit. But yeah. that doesn't mean it's over. While we might not necessarily have to to do- donate and volunteer for Beto, we can still get out and donate and volunteer for the world because we have a world to save. Do we not, Ryan? We absolutely do, 100%. And you know what we're going to keep on doing, Ryan? We're going to look ahead to Beto Days.